Heidi McCamley, a young mother from Perth, Ontario, who has been so badly abused physically, emotionally and sexually by her brother and husband that sent her to the hospital six times, has just left the cult. The brethren have done everything they can over the past three years to try and force her to go back and live with her abuser. When she told them earlier this week that she was done with the cult, their response was to have her abusive husband's lawyer, who the brethren are paying for, send her a letter demanding that her husband, Brandon McCamley have unsupervised access to her child, Ryan to start as soon as possible. Bruce Hales has told the priest that on no account must Brandon go to court for his crimes, so rather than protecting the victim, the brethren have taken the side of the abuser and have put Heidi under extreme pressure to recant the evidence that she gave to the police about her horrific abuse. For two years, leave me kind of hanging. Right. It looks like exactly what the Catholic Church did. Yeah, I'd be a little careful on that, Heidi. Let, let's, I think what we do need to remember is that we're in fellowship together. And there's a big difference between the Holy Fellowship of God's Son. I'm, I, I would be very careful to put a, a lawyer's word and his, these lawyers, as Mr. Simon used to say, and Mr. John Hale said the same thing, they can argue both sides of the case. We need to be very careful on that. We need to take a position here that the Lord, the Lord means us to be in fellowship rightly. And in order to be in the fellowship rightly, we have to, the first thing we need to lean on is our local brethren and the brethren that are trying to help. I put far more confidence in my local brethren than I ever would a lawyer. So I just want to be careful on that. Yeah. We've only hired a lawyer because we were told we had to. We were told to get the best we could. We, we followed counsel on that. Um, but serving Brandon now for a year and a half, and he has made progress. Okay. Is well, he perfect? Far from it. Miles from it. But I take, with all due respect, I take great exception to what you just called him. And I'm sorry, but that's not how, that's not the kind of language I use to describe the brethren. And I don't think, Heidi, that's suitable, quite frankly. Um, I would, I wouldn't call, that's your husband you're speaking about. Correct. And you want to be careful about that. Um, okay, I'm sorry I spoke like that. But well, in my spirit, that's how I feel. And I appreciate that. Do I, you know what you've been cheated I on? I was just going well, just, to say the same thing. Mike. I wouldn't mind finishing my sentence, Mike. I, yeah. Mike. Can I finish? This is incredibly important. You are not getting it. You are not understanding what I have gone through. And you are not getting the fact that there's untruths in this table. There's, there's an untruth that said, and I am not agreeing with it. I said, I'm going to get to the bottom of the thing. I said, the truth is going to come out. If you don't have the moral capacity to lead Brandon through getting the truth out, by dumbness, if somebody else in Kingston doesn't step up to the plate, the man's going to court and the man's going to jail. And that's exactly what Mr. Hills didn't want. It's thrown in your shoulders and whoever else is working with you to make sure that doesn't happen. And Mike, you're not doing it. You are not making sure that's not going to happen. You can talk about reconciliation. You go around in circles. We had meeting after meeting after meeting. Three years. What has he gone through? Eight years? Okay, honest. It's just, it's not working, Mike. We have to face it. Can we address one point? And it's the unfaithfulness of Brandon. But we're trying to move forward from this and... Yeah, you can't keep looking back. I married the man and I have a child with the man. So somehow we've got to work towards 
me and Ryan healing, Brandon getting better. Okay? I'm letting you know what I need on my end right now. And I'm hoping you can see that. Because I sure as heck don't want to ask a family court for my half of the house. And I sure as heck don't want to ask a family court. And the paperwork is made up, Mike. It's there. It's coming to my pocket for these things. Okay? Not anybody else's. Mine. And I don't want to have to do that. Right. I don't want to drag my husband to court for something that I'm entitled to to take care of my son while he gets better, Mike. I don't think that's too much to ask. You see, that's what I mean, Mike. You're not getting her. That's all. You're not getting her. Brother. Randall and Derek gave me a sense that they were pretty down close. Your brothers would be interested to know. Ryan was asked the other day by he was playing with two brethren boys. And the two brethren boys asked him, why does your mommy not live with your daddy? And Ryan quite matter-of-factly said, because daddy hits mommy. And the two other boys, I gathered, accepted it. They said, oh, I see. And he said, mommy got sick of it, so we moved to Perth. You could say that's a child's point of view of it. Um, but... It was just, I think, a fairly normal question from brother and kids. They, want, they wanted to know, and Ryan's answer was just, just completely factual, just as he saw it. So it gave me a bit more glimmer of an understanding of what's going through Ryan's head and what he's seen in the first five years of his life. Um, One of Ryan's professionals asked him how that made him feel. And he paused and he said, I got really scared, so I used to go and hide, which is accurate. Did you happen um, to hear anything? Yeah, actually. Um, so I heard back from Greg Skrakowski, and his uh, question is, um, um, there was an offer of a suspended sentence on probation, and he's now wondering if you would accept a conditional discharge along with probation. There would be probation, same conditions as we talked about, but there wouldn't be a criminal record. No, no, I'm not good with that. Nope. No, you Absolutely not. Nope. Because his concern, I guess, is the impact on his employment, right? Yeah, nope. I'm sorry. I took the sexual charges off the table. I ain't taking the other. Okay. Nope. I'm going to let, I'm going to let um, the, uh, Crown attorney know that and we'll just wait to see what happens yeah in the initial podcast when we talked to Heidi she explained to her family that she had decided the best decision for her and her son was to leave the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church this was a decision she thought long and hard about and had given her ex-husband and his family three years to get help and fix the situation it took them almost three years to pay the initial child support and they were still not agreeing to sell the house so Heidi could put a roof over hers and her son's head. In the time between then and now Heidi was alerted to a plot the McCamley family had attempted. They attempted to locate Heidi's young son's daycare to take the child away from his mother. Heidi has been the custodial parent for three years. They have no authority to kidnap the child.
The next day after stopping the potential daycare abduction, Ryan's school contacted Heidi. It became apparent Heidi's ex-husband had attempted contact with the school. Heidi has a restraining order against her ex, and he would have been violating that restraining order to enter the school. Uh, and just said, just finding it. Um, hi, Mrs. Dowdle, I'm Ryan McCamley's father. Um, I wanted to make you aware that there's a possibility that his mother may request a copy of all of his records that would be needed to leave the country. I would like to ask that you send me an email letting me know if and when this request has been made. I can provide further details on this if you require. On a side note, is Ryan present at school today and how has he been doing at school in general? Then he requested um, through Danielle, our office assistant, to be able to update his information in my family room. So I think he was looking at updating a phone number or something. Okay. Okay. So those things just make me think something's up and okay. we don't have a current because you had told us before that there was an agreement or you were getting an agreement yeah. for something. So I just wanted to be current on this before the poop hits the fan. Okay. So we're still working on agreement. He's never signed it. It's been like two years in the making. He won't sign it. Yeah. And to be perfectly honest, I'd like to come get Ryan right now. Okay. If that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I am. Um, I'm You're really worried. worried about his safety. Yeah. Because okay. I know yesterday his grandparents were um, calling around trying to figure out what school he went to, where he went to daycare. This is dad's side. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Which, like, they have absolutely no right, number one, to Correct. know. Or Correct. to even try to pick him up, which I would not put past him. And obviously they're not on the restraining order. And I just don't want to cause issues for the school. So I'd but, rather just come get Ryan. Right. And grandparents are different than a non-custodial father, right? Like if any grandparent called here and was looking for information, no grandparent has any right to that information. Okay. You need to, like, like the typical response to the grandparents is, I'm sorry, you need to reach out to your son and or daughter, yeah. uh, whatever the relationship is, and get that information from them. Okay. As a grandparent, you have no right to access, even to know, to confirm if the child's here or not here. Okay. Because you put in in writing that it's only him, it's only you and stepdad yeah. to pick up. Like, if he were to come here, I would say I don't have permission to release him to you from mum and mum's custodial. So yeah. I would call you immediately. And then I would say, do you want me to call the police? Because this might get heated in the parking lot. Or are you going to call the police? After the original podcast went live, our viewers generously donated to a fund to help Heidi. She was able to secure counsel. She was of course confronted though, and asked to pull down the podcast we recorded. Heidi made a very gracious offer to the family of Brandon, McCamley we could put the video to private if they could ensure the safety of Ryan, by signing the custody agreement quickly. After several extensions on the original agreement Heidi, still has not received signed custody papers. Because of this we at Get A Life Podcast are releasing this further video. It will update our viewers, and further remind the PBCC, that Hyde is not going to be bullied any longer. She has exhibited great courage in the face of Priestley, bullies, and that is not acceptable. We also want to thank our viewers for their continued support and watching our podcasts. We love you all. As always when you watch a podcast take a moment to click the subscribe button because that helps us too.